Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thomas Brown here. We are here on the Thomas Vision Podcast. Today, I'm really excited because this is the first episode where I have another wedding videographer here. Uh, his name is Rich of Rich Lee Productions, and uh, Rich and I met. Uh, has it been a year, Rich? No, it'll be a year in February. In February. Yes. So we met almost a year ago. Um, and I was filming the behind the scenes for um, Swati Studios. It was for a not like social networking event. And Rich uh, came up to me and said, hey, are you Thomas Brown? And I was like, yeah. And um, we had already followed each other on social media. And... Um, Rich has like one of the best personalities that you guys will see. He's just always happy. He's always positive. And I just love gravitating to people who are like that. So Rich, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. So, so Rich, um, you had heard about me and, um, how, how did that come about? All right. So I was shooting at Chalet mm-hmm. and I kept shooting weddings there. So I looked at their other videographers and I saw your wedding at Chalet. Then I went on your website. Then I went on your social media. Followed you. Um, then from there, told everybody else to follow you that I knew. And I think you sent I me a message too, and I and I, I replied back and I, I said, so. "Yeah, yeah." I just your your work is just phenomenal. Just well, like, let me tell you, I appreciate that, but I'm always trying to get better. And Rich's work is really good, guys. You gotta check it out. Uh, we'll we'll give some links and stuff at the end of the show. But I really appreciate that, man. Uh, but, you know, we want to talk about you. And what I really wanted to bring you on is because I really want to know what it's like, uh, you know, in, you know, the late or oh, what, what are we? I guess I, it was not really mid 2000s. Right. But, you know, the 2019, 2018, 2017, growing a videographer business, videography business and uh, how you're doing it. What do you love about it? What are some of the challenges and what are some of the things that um, you know you're really excited about. So let's start with how you got started. How did that go? All right. So my first wedding that I ever did was in 2013. I did a friend's wedding um, from college. From there, um, pretty much just got paid in liquor and alcohol <laughs> from the open bar. So that was that. 2014 was my first paid gig mm-hmm. from a friend in college. And from there, I was actually in the same field that she used to be in. I was a recruiter. Okay, okay, yeah. So I was a recruiter for years, and I hated recruiting with a passion. I think we, <laughs> I think we all did. But let me ask you, did you get anything from recruiting that has helped you in your videography career? Yes. What yes. was that? Um, sourcing, sales, talking to people, just starting up general conversations because... Um, I know that you are an IT recruiter. I was recruiting for jobs at Target that were $8 an hour for 14 mm-hmm. hours a week. So, well, you know, I started kind of doing that recruiting uh-oh. too with nursing. Well, not the same thing, but nursing recruiting, which is really, you know, hard, yeah. you know, as well. But I can imagine how hard that was. And, and now, did you have a quota that you had to stick to? Yes. Yeah. So my first job was at least four hires per week, bare minimum, um, hopefully five. My second recruiting job was 20 interviews per day. Mm. Um, and that was warehouse. And those were good because it did teach me like tenacity and going out for mm. what you want and um, the sourcing aspects and going um, and making sure 
that you're always talking to people and that you're always out there and and I think that has really helped you with yeah. your outgoing personality and, um, you know, just being able to deal with clients, you know, and having, you know, just like I said, positivity that you have on you. I'm pretty sure your clients love you and um, they love your work. And I think a lot of it is tied to like what we learned as recruiters. I know for me, like you said, with the networking, being able to talk to people, being able to deal with issues, um, you really helped me. And, and let me tell you. So I did IT recruiting for most of, for, you know, classified positions for most of my recruiting career. But then my last, like, two years, I did um, recruiting uh, for uh, telecom, but for consulting. And that's what really helped me kind of grow more as a person because basically I was recruiting from the, I guess you would call it, like, engineer level all the way up to, like, the VP uh, level. And... So all of my managers were VPs of the company and senior VPs. So when we would have we would have meetings every week, I believe it was on Mondays. And one thing that they always talked to me about because they're consultants and and basically what they used to do is, you know, when Verizon roll, rolled out like 4G, they weren't the ones who led that initiative. They would hire the company I worked for, uh, which was Encode, um, to kind of strategize that and show them how that's done to make it more efficient and cost effective as possible and so when i would be in meetings especially when i first started they'd be like hey thomas you didn't hit your numbers for here or we need more of this and i would give excuses and they would always say and i remember it was akil i can't remember his last name at now but he was for atg um which was the advanced technology group and he was a always say thomas we're about solutions not problems he would say that every time I made an excuse. So now in life, I really don't make excuses. And anytime I, I want to make an excuse about something that's not going my way, I would think we're not about problems. We're about solutions. And, um, you know, that is what really I think I took from, you know, recruiting. So it's great that you took a lot from recruiting as well. So now when you first started videography, were you still doing recruiting? Yes. So when I did my first branded richly production yeah. wedding i was still doing it for a year okay yeah i was doing it for a year and surprisingly enough the day i put on my calendar that i was going to quit in six weeks i said okay in six weeks i'm going to leave i was talking to my boss mm -hmm. and me and my boss were having a conversation and the conversation kind of went left okay and she was talking to me very she started talking to me very rude. Yes. And I said, okay. In that moment, I said, I'm making more money doing weddings than I am working here. And, and you're said, happier, probably. A lot happier. Yeah. A lot happier. So, um, I'll did you do a Jerry Maguire? Who's coming with me? Did you do one of those when you left? No, I just, <laughs> I told, it was two people in the office mm -hmm. with me and I just said, hey, I think I'm getting fired. Well, technically I quit. Mm -hmm. But, for purposes, I said, getting fired. So I was just so, hey, you let you clock me out and all that. But the big backstory to that was I had a very tumultuous, that was in July of 16. Mm -hmm. So from November 15, January 16, I had a really bad time. So my father got diagnosed with stage four cancer. I'm so sorry. Nine days after we found that out, yeah. my sister died. So I was like, okay, 
cool. They were fine about that. They gave me time off. That January, my dad died. I said, okay, I'm here. I'm still trying to do wedding videos. I'm still working. The wedding video started to suffer during that time because I had a very unrealistic timeline that I was getting yeah. pushing out work yeah. because I was We all did working. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but but let me ask you, yeah. was that talk with your manager, that negative talk, was it because you were taken off because you had so much bad in your life was going on? No. And and that's why? No, we there was a number that I didn't hit and Oh, okay, okay. In the middle of talking, um, I was going to counsel, like grief counseling and things like that. And she said, hey, you know, you should be thankful to us because at least we let you get off time to go yeah. to counseling. I said, okay, I'm gone. Yeah. You, you clearly don't value what I bring to the table. I'm just going to Well, and that's something myself. rude and very <laughs> inconsiderate thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I, I think a lot of us who, when we're doing these side, you know, businesses, uh, a lot sometimes something affects us negatively you know so that's what happened to me that's why i left you know recruiting had a you know something uh, health-wise affect me negatively you had family and i'm so sorry to hear that but a lot of those times those things help make us stronger and give yeah. us the strength to leave and um, i think the world is better for having rich lead productions you know filming weddings and, and and do you just film weddings or do you do other um kind of productions as well so we do weddings corporate event and now I'm trying to get into the government space oh nice yeah. yeah man once I left recruiting I never wanted to do government anything again but that's good because the money's good and they're gonna pay on time I think at least at least they used to <laughs> most, times, <laughs> most times they do yeah. um but yeah I love it um it's it's really it's even different from what I thought I was going mm-hmm. to do that's awesome beginning. man I'm proud of you yeah I appreciate it I, when I first started out in video production, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to do news. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to do news. I worked at my school's news station. But it's not anything really creative in it, right? Is that what? So, yeah. that's the funny yeah. thing. It is. And you have to, like, look at it and see. So, you were able to find something creative in it, what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell us about I it. I yeah. found, because when I started out, I started out my freshman year. I went to Clark Atlanta. So, I started out my freshman year. Just putting in light bulbs. By the time I ended my time with CAU TV, I was the lead producer. So I produced the show from start to finish. Then I did my internship with CNN. Different type of news. So I liked seeing a process from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And at CNN, you just push it off to the next person, next person. Um, So from there, I was like, okay, maybe that's not exactly what I want to do. And I went into doing event videos. Mm-hmm. So I was doing like um, the Cynthia Bailey. She was doing like a model search. So I was mm-hmm. doing like those type of videos and other small like commercial stuff like that. Then went into the weddings. So the transferable skill from the wedding into journalism or other way around, it's live production. Yeah. And so when I'm there, I always think on my feet and think about the creativity. Like, okay, well, how's this angle going to look? And, how's this going to go and how's this going to work because you still have to find even when you were doing news packages a creative side to seeing exactly okay how am i going to engage how am i going to interact how am i going to keep someone there to watch for entire minutes especially now people watch things for 15 seconds and go off so you have to keep them focused keep them keep their mind on what you're doing so 
that's the biggest transferable skills, the live production. You know that you have to get it in one shot. You know you have to run, gun, shoot. And it also taught me how to be a one-man band. Yeah. I Let me tell you, I'm so humbled right now by you saying this because for years I had been saying, oh, I hate it. Because, you know, so when I was in college, I think it was, it was either my last year of doing my bachelor's or my first year of graduate school. I, it might have been when I had graduated after I had done my bachelor's, but I worked for New York Mass Transit News as a cameraman. And for, for years I had been saying, oh, my gosh, it was so boring. I hated it. It was no creativity in it. But now maybe I didn't do it long enough. But now the way you're approaching it, man, I'm like, man, I'm excited about news now. You got me excited. And, and it's just so interesting how you brought all of those qualities to weddings. But then I think another thing you probably brought too when you say you're doing live TV is that you can't mess up. And yeah. then with a <laughs> wedding, like that's what a lot of people don't realize is that you don't get a second chance. At all. So You have to know your camera very well. Um, you have to know the room very well so that you're in the right place at the right time especially like when that bouquet is tossing you can't you can't say let's do that again <laughs> funny story i did do that one time but once <laughs> uh, but you really can't uh say let's do it again you know, you, yeah you can't because Rick said it's live so yeah. and people are going through it consistently going so you always have all these moving parts with the wedding and you're like okay well, let me get this and let me grab this and you don't have much time to think about it and it's just the same like if you're going to a brick and story or if you're have somebody says okay well we're on at five it's 4 15 and you have to get the package out so like it's this consistent editing knowing how to do a quick cut a quick edit and bringing those skills into it so i love it and that's kind of where we're going now for 2019 2020 mm -hmm. as part of our branding yeah because pretty much Everyone who works with me, like my best friend, she works with me. Um, and her name is Michelle, and we started out in news together. Okay. So we have that journalistic style because I love the fact of sitting back at a wedding mm -hmm. and just sitting back. One of my um, biggest things that I love is when I had a couple, about a year ago, mm -hmm. they got their wedding video and they called me and said, hey, we love our video. It was great. And they said, just to let you know, we were... We thought we were going to be bad at you. And I said, why? They're like, because we didn't think you were there. We thought you just left. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because she, like, oh, they didn't notice you there. You because you, you know how to stay in the background and do your thing. That's awesome. Yes, I just, I love capturing those moments of just where, my biggest thing to say is we're here. So uh, we're here in this moment. Let's just capture it and just capture it as naturally as possible. Because sometimes you're going to look in the camera. It's going to be fun. That's great. But I like to capture you, just you being you. It's your day. It's the best thing. That's that's awesome. They love, yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure they left you a great review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so with the government thing, mm -hmm. like, what are you kind of looking to do with that? Would you be like filming for the military? Like, what kind of things are you looking to do? Um, military, CDC conferences. Um, a couple years ago, we filmed for um, Georgia Gear Up, mm -hmm. and that's um, bringing like middle schoolers um to college experiences and getting them ready for college starting um in ninth grade um i've done conferences and stuff like that so pretty much for the government space it would be 
like working with CDC, uh, maybe trying to get into some animation or get into just general consulting videos. But you have a lot of people, even in the Atlanta area, uh, one in particular, it's Cat Media. Mm-hmm. She does like a lot of government videos. And it's something I'm like, okay, well, that's another stream that we get into. But I've done everything. I've done um, hair replacement videos, the man weave videos. Uh, and the crazy, that has garnered so many more views than my one of these. I think it had over like 1.1 million views. So do you point. put all of your, well, first let me ask you, are you using like Vimeo or YouTube or both? I used Vimeo a lot earlier on, mm-hmm. but their website and their storage amounts and all that has changed so much. So now I use a lot of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. I know that you said that you stopped with your Facebook. Yeah, so I stopped with Facebook, but then I just, on that podcast that you're referring to, I had a wedding planner who asked. So I just put it back. I don't do anything with it. I just do it just so people can tag me. Um, And I also stopped using Vimeo. Um, Let me tell you what happened with Vimeo with me. So, you know, back in the days when everyone started, um, we all... I think most videographers, when they first start, they would use copyrighted music because either they didn't know or they didn't care. I, I would say most people didn't know that you shouldn't use, you know, copyrighted music on a wedding film. I had a, a couple call me yesterday and you know ask me. I actually booked them this morning when I was driving here, oh. uh, seeing they book. I was like, yes, because a lot of times I will lose some clients when I tell them I don't use you know mainstream music. Uh, unless they have can get the right if you can get the rights to it of course i'll use it but most you know average regular customers can't get the rights to the music or can't afford it It'd be like 40 or fifty thousand sometimes to you know get a mainstream song that they like uh so um i was explaining to them last night that uh you know all the ins and outs and how that you know people can come after the videographer um, but on on vimeo um i used to use copyrighted music like you know, some of it like five, six years old. And so Vimeo started giving me recently, uh, it's probably about four months ago, copyright strikes for stuff I did, you know, like six years ago, five years ago. And, you know, I, I, I stopped probably about like four years ago doing copyrighted music. Um, but those old things. And so if I get one more, they're going to delete my whole Vimeo account. And so um, that's why I was I always tell clients, even if they put it on Facebook, you know, and they upload it themselves, like to maybe it might be a few months, it might be a year or so, but you know, eventually all those comments that you had that you like, all those, um, you know, views that you had, Facebook could just take it down at any time. And so um, I do not use copyrighted music. So when did you, and kind of how did you go about stop using copyrighted music and how did your that affect your relationship with your clients? Uh, I actually stopped using copyrighted music after I talked to you about it. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, You referred me over to Musicbed, and I started using that more. Um, I just broke it down the same way. Hey, I don't even bring it up about, okay, well, you can use this song. I said, hey, I use this website. I'll send you over the information. If you see something that you like, I'll use that song. Oh, man, how has that been working for you? I don't even give clients most of the time the option to look at it because sometimes they're just so overwhelmed (laughs) with and then the worst part well 
I used to. I've done it maybe about once or twice. But the worst thing was they would pick a song. I'd do the whole edit. And then they would be like, oh, we don't really like that song. And so that's why I pick them all now. Now, I've only had that once. Okay. Um, With a client. I had a client come back. I did their wedding in May. Mm-hmm. Gave them their wedding about mid-June. They came back in October. Yeah. And said, hey, we don't like our wedding video. I was like, okay. Now, I've sat with them. They watched the video. I said, this is the final copy. How do you like it? Oh, we love it. We love it. We love it. It's great. Come at, Oh, well, we don't like it anymore. We want a full refund. Luckily enough, in my contracts, I have two big things. Line number six. <laughs> you have 48 hours mm-hmm. and I'll even extend it to a week. I don't to let yeah. you know if there's something that you want changed. But before that, before you sign in big bold print, you have viewed my work, you've seen my work, you like my style. We're good to go on how your because generally with my style, your wedding video is going to look roughly the same as Yeah. I, I think flow. a lot of filmmakers have a certain footprint you know, to their work, a certain look to it. And so that's really good that you explain that. Yeah. Yes, I have. I don't want someone to be like, oh, like, especially now I make it, I really drive the point home mm-hmm. because we're evolving the style. But what were they not happy anymore because of the song or? No, they weren't happy because they just. They just, after they, a while. I'm not 100% sure they were still together when they said they didn't like the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know, I've I've had that happen before. Not where they say that they didn't like it, but when I went to go send the final copy, one was two months later. I went to go send the final copy of uh you know everything. Two months later, I got done with everything and said, "Hey, where do I send the Blu-rays?" Um, and they and she said, "Well, I'm currently going through a divorce, and uh, I'll get back to you." And so in my head, I was like, okay, now what do I do now? Of course, I said, I'm so sorry. You know, I said all that. But after I got off the phone, I was like, what do I do now? I'm like, I don't want to be responsible to hold it on to this Blu-ray forever because she paid for it, you know. Um, and so what I eventually did, I just, I, I still had the contact information for a family member. And I sent them the Blu-ray and said, hey, if they, you know, if she ever wants it, you have it, you know, in the family, you know library now and so i can you know kind of just let it go but that's really sad when that when that happens i wish all marriages you know could survive but our job is to capture it and um yeah maybe we should start adding you know counseling to the front end of our no no, i'm kidding (laughs) because some of my couples i'm like okay cool because i try to follow after the wedding i still follow a good because you're so attached to them, you 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 watch their day more than they do. Because you're watching clips and clips over, switching clips. I mean, we're spending probably like forty to fifty hours on editing after the wedding day. So we like we get to know the guests. You know the speeches probably more than they do. You know the toast and things from the wedding. And you'd be like, oh, I remember at that guy at your wedding. You know, did that funny toast. They'd be like, oh yeah, that did happen. Uh, so um, so yeah, but. On a lighter note, what do you love about doing weddings? It's a party. So yeah. 
every time I go to a wedding, I'm going to a party. Everybody's, by the time the reception happens, everybody's generally a little calm and everybody's happy. You don't have that, the anticipation and all the rush is kind of dissipated. So that's my happiest point. Then it would be seeing the couples and seeing their joy and seeing their happiness. Um, like I told one groom, he was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to cry during the wedding. I said, you're going to cry. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Because at that point, um, when you have your couple walking up, when they're walking down the aisle, you're seeing them for the first time, you know that you're about to get married. They're wearing couture. They've spent months of planning. You've gone through this journey from the first day you met to now you're saying, I want to commit my life to this person. So all that is culminating in that moment. So you're here and I'm able to experience that with them. I'm able to see them walk down the aisle. And I know that the person behind them is smiling. I'm smiling seeing them. It's just that happy moment. And they're there and they're there in that space. Mm. And it's just them showing the world what they mean to each other. When we first met and after we 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 had breakfast together and we kind of talked about you know uh, our plans to kind of take our work to the next level uh, me i kind of want to move uh from weddings eventually get into more document um, documentary work you had you had mentioned back then too that you wanted to get into more government work yeah. as well and you know kind of take your weddings to another level we also talked about pricing as yes. well and upping pricing i told you hey rich man you need to raise those prices what has that been like have you um has your clientele kind of changed since you have done that and uh, has it been a positive uh you know effect so my clientele has changed and it's it's been kind of crazy and the fact of the work has slowed i will admit the work has slowed, but the changes that I've made, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't go back on them at this point. Because um, you can improve the quality, too, when you up the cost because you can buy better equipment. You can do other things. Rich, so what can people kind of look out for um, you in the future to doing? Like, what are you excited about? You know, I know you're doing the government work and you're taking your weddings to a new level. What can people, if they hire you, what can they be excited about that you're doing new? Um... On the Rich Lee side, we're actually now starting to get into our own custom content. Um, we're getting into like podcasting, nice. um, more interviews. Um, I'm trying to now work on a website mm -hmm. um, with uh, Michelle, who I um, mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a hopeful website for brides and what they're going through and trying to when they're hiring people and what things to look for and things like that so that's one of my biggest goals for 2020 but um i'm actually going to film a first podcast tonight um my roommate is a therapist mm -hmm. and um she's training now to actually be a sex therapist and so she wants to do a series of podcasts and she's really out there she does a lot of speaking work and a lot of speaking engagements so that's the biggest that to thing me. Yeah, oh, you gotta I, send it to me yeah you gotta send it to me i can't wait to listen will. to it I, let me tell you i'm addicted to podcasts <laughs> i listen to it on every time i'm driving i'm listening to a podcast when I'm about to go to sleep, I'm listening to a podcast. When I'm editing, most of the time, I'm either watching a YouTube tutorial on how to get better or listening to a podcast on how to get better. So 
as a filmmaker. So that's really good, man. So how can people find you? Um, you can find me everywhere across the board, Richly Productions, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Vimeo is just Richly Productions straight out. Um, you can email us rich at richlyproductions.com. And our number is 404-997-0716. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I watch all the podcasts. So thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for being on, man. No problem. Thanks right. for having me. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.